Okay, here we are now. Now we're here. Back. Again. Week 47. Of Low Level Rage. We haven't seen daylight in 32 weeks. <laughs> You've heard of the Chilean miners. Now it's Lauren and Tim. Trapped on the radio. That's an okay taste because it's happened more than a year ago. And you can talk about anything that's happened more than a year ago, and no one can get mad. And because they were doing amazing propaganda ads for the Chilean national <laughs> football team. That was pretty great. I wish that I actually wish the uh, American government had like, I don't know who'd you get to do uh, propaganda ads for the U.S. men's national team. Like, I, I, I'm not going to make a 9/11 joke. But just assume I did. Yeah, I was making the face. Right? Yeah. The face that I made yeah. when I thought of the 9-11 joke. Well, time to quit. The end. Already ruined the show. All right. So, what do we hear, Tim? I'm glad you asked, Tim. Um, you know, I normally do ask you what we heard. No, I know. You can go, go ahead. Here, I'll give you a chance. Whatever. Okay. Wait, wait. What's wrong? What do we hear, Tim? Thank you. An uh, unknown number is calling me, so I'm freaking out. Thanks for asking, Lauren. Please answer your phone on the air. I was going to. You, you really should. Like if my boss called me. Oh, God. It's too late. I hung up on this person. Um, so, yeah, we heard. Wire. With, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, we, we heard the theme song, but it, we've played that every week, so it doesn't count. Uh, but that was the theme song is The Fall with Totally Wired from Grotesque After the Gram, right? Correct. I finally got it. All right, before that, Wire with Stealth of a Stork from their excellent long player Change Becomes Us. A new record. Mm -hmm. Still new-ish. Within the last two years, I guess that counts. New to me. Yeah. Uh, before New that, is pretty much any last release yeah, the, 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 up the, to four years ago. Exactly. Unless you're like uh, Scott Walker and you release an album every like eight years. Um, before that, Guided by Voices with the official Iron Man. R Iron Men. Ugh. The official Iron Men rally song. Um, and that's from the first Guided by, Vo Guided by Voices album I ever heard. I ever done heard. Under the Bushes, Under the Stars. Uh, underrated, easily, easily, I would say their most underrated album. And before that, Fleetwood Mac, the Fleetwood Mac, no, Fleetwood Mac, with I'm new, I'm, what? I know I'm not wrong. This is labeled wrong. It says I knew I'm not wrong, which is a perplexing. That'd be amazing. Very deep. It's a really good name for a song, actually. I'm going to steal that. I knew I'm not wrong. It's like I used to know that I'm not wrong now, man. Whoa. Um, that's from Tusk 
which is uh, a classic. Kind of sounds like three different albums smooshed together. And then starting us off, Alex Chilton of The Big Star. The song, Like Flies on Sherbert, from the album, Like Flies on Sherbert. The titular track. Tracked? Track. I'm not good at enunciating tonight. I don't know what... I, I gotta... Ta, 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 ta. Pop, 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 pop. Tss, 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 tss. Ooh. That's a very crisp noise right there. But yeah. Bunch of music. All good stuff. All of it. How are you doing, Lauren? Hooray! Oh. Good enough to say hooray, apparently. That's fun. It, we're not going to go into it. Yeah. Job stuff. How are you, Tim? Job stuff's happening. Job stuff is afoot. I'm all right. Um, sort of a slow day. I had the day off, as I normally do on Tuesdays. Except um, for last week. It's true. Last week, I took a, a big dumb test, as I like to call it, and I've been calling it on Twitter. Because you may have noticed that we weren't here last week, or right. you didn't notice. If you didn't notice, shame on you. Shame on you. Yeah. You should be more, uh, pay better attention. And you should take a long, hard look in the, the mirror and really think about your life priorities that you would be so forgetful and unaware as to not notice that we did not do the show last week. Or just to have spent two hours listening to Dead Air right. and that, not being yeah. perplexed. Yeah, that's really like... You, it's kind of weird. I would say shame on you, but really, you're beyond shame at that point. Um, yeah, so last week I took the Illinois Bar, which is a test for lawyers. It's to make you a lawyer. Uh-oh. Did it make you a lawyer? No, I don't know yet. Uh, I suspect not. I think I did pretty badly on it. Um, which, I mean, in fairness, like, look, here's how it is. The average age of the people taking the bar, probably like 25 or so. The median age, 23, I would guess. Youths. Yeah, a lot of youths. Um, I'm an adult. I'm I'm a, I'm a wizened 30. Wiz- I know you guys wizened? can't tell. Um, yeah, you from can, his you youthful can tell. voice. I have I have a certain maturity his to my youthful voice. Youthful demeanor. Yeah, no, I I think I come off as uh, worn down by life, bitter, cynical. That's what I think every time I see a yeah. winky frowny face. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, like I've I've been working forty hours a week at a retail job, which is a perfectly fine job, but I kind of had to sneak in studying where I could, and uh, it was a really hard test. Um, it's like seven hours of essays the first day. Oh, that's right, it's a two day test. It is not a one day test like most tests. Who has even heard of a two day test? Who else does two day well, tests? It's, it's evil. It's like unless you're this like is really silly. Yeah. Unless you're, te- you're, you're testing, like, look, if there was a test you had to take in order to be the president, like, yeah, you can't qualify for president unless you take a three-day test that will, you know, uh, it will try your hand-eye coordination, your understanding of American history, your ethical acumen. Sure. 
have a three-day test or a two-day test for the president of the United States. To just be a lawyer, really? Like, I'm not gonna do like criminal law. Don't make me. Don't make. Don't make me. Don't make me memorize a bunch of dumb stuff about criminal law. I don't care. I don't care about criminals. I think they're great. Are I, you endorsing I'm, more I'm, crimes? I'm yeah, I'm coming out as pro crime on the show. Low level rage, not an enemy to crims everywhere. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I support them. Actually, I, I, I kind of do support them. Um, not all criminals, just most. Some crims. Yeah. But yeah, so the first day uh, was miserable. Just seven hours of, of sadness. Wanting to be anywhere but where I was. And like uh, after the first, the morning session, which actually went okay. Like, I didn't feel awful after the morning. Did you write any good sentences? Are you allowed to talk about it or will the, I don't the lawyer police come after you? The, my, my thing with tests like that is that as soon as it's finished, it, Black just, out. it goes right out of my mind. Yeah. I thought maybe you like worked in a tight zinger. Yeah, yeah. I, if I did, it, it's been lost to time and lost to Tim. Oh, hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, I'm Tim. Um, and then at lunch, we had like an hour hour for lunch on Tuesday, the the essay day, and I like just hightailed it out of there. Like tried to walk as far away as I could from the uh, anxious law students who were all like post morteming the tests halfway through, you know? Like, just nervously talking about the thing that's done. You can't fix it now. It's over with. Why are you talking about this? There's l no point. Yeah, but what did you put down for this question? Oh, I want to beat myself up over it if I did it wrong. I put down I would slap you in the face right now if there weren't other people watching. That's what I put down. Not you, the person who, who is hypothetically asking me that question. Dang. I, I, I will never... I will never slap you in the face unless... We're like doing a play where you're playing a hysterical woman in, from the 19th century. Or if it's like an official slap fight. Yeah, if we actually have a, a slap fight, then of course. Um, I, I play to win. So. Like with tickets and yeah. rings and prizes. But yeah, so I, I just like went as far away as possible. I like was, I don't know the area. I took it the uh, test by the University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, and I don't know that area very well, so I just sort of went like towards where I thought there would be away from potential slap fights. Yeah, and yeah, like walked by a Papa John's. Pretty sure they don't sell individual pizzas there, and I was not gonna like order an entire pizza and just like cram it in my mouth. Oh, that did sound. It actually did occur to me that maybe I should just get like a small pizza and just eat like a half of it, and then just like give the rest away. I didn't do that. Disorienting though. your enemy by belching up pizza belches yeah. during the rest of the exam. Yeah. It's called the Chipotle offense. I thought that was something else. No, it's similar. Um, but yeah, so I went to this like little diner, um, which looked nice. And it looked like kind of like uh, quiet. It was a nice place to just sit and have like a, a nice like croissant with egg and cheese on it. Mmm, right? It's delicious. Somebody's fancy. Yeah, it's like a nice little breakfast sandwich. They had like a like how like a house house fries. Is that what they're called house fries. Home fries. Home fries. There you go. Thank you. I'm from the Midwest, and I don't know that. That's sad. Um, and like the the waitress was super weird. Like she kept like talking to herself, and like she was just like, it was like I was being served by the real life, like a real life Zoe Deschanel character. 
just like turning the quirky up to 11. What was she talking to herself about? Kind of just like making noises and singing to herself. And then she was like, she like at one point someone ordered something and she goes to the dude who's cle- clearly, I think the owner, um, and was like, I'd like two coffees, please. And like this really weird voice, like doing, just doing, it was, it was, maybe I was just delirious, but it was like, it's like she's put on a little show for everyone in the in the, the diner. And I think it was something that maybe I would have found delightful in a different context. Like in the movies? Yeah, like in not real life. Like I just I pl- please just serve me my food. That's really all I want. Just serve me my food. And don't don't And she she like when she made eye contact, it was like that unblinking kind of eye contact. That just is concerning, you know? Ugh. And then I had to go back and take three more hours of, of essays, um, which is fine. But then, so, you know, I, I go home. I drank a few beers, went to bed. I think we actually hung out for a bit that day, which is I good. was in the story. Yeah, because yeah, we went to a new restaurant that we both enjoyed. Ate some foods. Mm-hmm tried to not talk about tests because the worst thing about tests why would you yeah is if there's a break all you can think about is the tax test and all you want to think about is anything else yeah, why would you, i don't understand maybe that this is why i'm like not and i'm like to be clear despite graduating law school like a, a decent law school i've never been good at school i've never been good at t- taking tests um, i'm bad at preparing for them i'm bad during them um if it's something where you can kind of like get by by being clever, I tend to do okay. But yeah, just not my thing. And maybe that's the issue is that I, I am not the kind of person who likes to discuss the test immediately after it's over with. Maybe that's the problem. I don't either, though. And I actually test relatively well. Right. But you also prepare more than I do. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with postmorteming so much as thinking about the test ahead of time. Right, which I did, I did do. Did sort I, of unhealthily, right. I think. I did not probably prepare as much as I should have. But then again, I have a job. Like, there are people who take off months ahead of the bar. And I just can't afford to do that. Got lives to live. Right. Um, but yeah, so then Lauren and I had a nice, like, dinner after afterwards. And a couple... I think we went out for a drink or two. Um... I believe we did. I can't even remember now. I'm just like we're pretty normal people. It turns out. Yeah, we and, did. And then I like went home, tried to go to bed. I got like a total of maybe eight hours of sleep over the course of the two days when this test was was given. And I was thinking as I went to bed, like you've got like a half an hour leeway with the with the uh, the different sections on the bar. Like you can show up like up to a half an hour late, and they'll still let you take it. And so like when I was going to bed. On Tuesday, after day one, I was like, I should just show up a half an hour late on Wednesday. Just to basically, like, that'd be my way of, like, flipping the double bird to the Illinois bar, right? Like, I don't need three hours to take this test. I need two and a half. At the end of the story, he shows up 31 minutes late, and they slam the double doors in his face and go off cackling. But, yeah, so I woke up and, like, was anxious but it, like that the, the essay part was over so the hard part was over and i kind of just dicked around in the morning <laughs> like i like made breakfast and made sure to like wash all the dishes and i like scooped the cat litter like just did like more of a morning routine than i even normally do 
like was clearly just like avoiding leaving the house. And then by the time I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to be late. Like I have made myself almost certainly late for this test now. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, it was a super anxious train ride that where of course the train was stopped for like a five to 10 minutes for obscure Chicago train reasons. Um, because basically if you live in Chicago and you ever take the train anywhere, you know that you need to give yourself like an extra 15 minutes because that kind of thing happens all the time. 15 minutes that you won't need if you leave 15 minutes early. Right. But if you don't and you leave on time, you'll be late. Is in the nature of these things. But so I got there. Uh, the test was at... Um, it be officially began at 9 o'clock that day. And I got there at 8.55. Bunch of slackers. Right? Not you. 9 a.m. I know. Well... You want to take the bar next time, Lauren? I'm not the one who I'd got switch. I would have switched. coerced into going to law school. Well, I didn't get coerced. I I decided to go to law school on my own. No one talked me into it. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. I assumed the economy would, would pick up faster than it has. Um, yeah, so I got there five minutes before it started. The, the doors were locked. Which was, of course, terrifying. Like, no one said they locked the doors. That was never mentioned in the the instructions. It, maybe if maybe it was, it might have actually been mentioned in the instructions, and I just didn't notice it. Um, but then, like, a security guard comes and opens the door and kind of like waves me in angrily. I'm like, what? How does this? How does this put you out of your? You know, how does this put you out, dude? Uh, like a proctor. Like he was reading the paper. Yeah, probably a good point. He's doing his crossword. Uh, Proctor looked at me like she was like with shock on her face, like absolute shock. Like she couldn't imagine somebody would show up right before the test starts. And like I go in and I should mention this was being held at the UIC Pavilion, which is like an arena where sporting events are held. Um, so it was like 900 some people taking a test on the floor of an arena like on these like shitty fold-up tables and shitty fold-up chairs um, with power supplies strapped onto the tables with duct tape. And so like I get there and like in my head when I was imagining this on the way to the test the second day, I just assumed everyone would turn around as one and stare at me and like, you know, maybe point their fingers at me and start howling pod people style. Um, if you show up 31 minutes late, they let you in, but actually then they turn upon you and tear you apart like exactly. wolves. These are like legit fears I have. It was like a, it was like a nightmare, except I'm the one who caused it to happen. Like, I, it is totally my fault. But the, the point is, I got there, I sat down, they brought me my test booklet, and I took it at exactly the same time as everyone else. So I actually have no excuses if I don't pass. What I kind of wanted was to show up late and then have an excuse, right? Like, if you show up late and then you fail, it's like, oh, it's because I didn't have as much time as everybody else. Should have dropped a law book on your foot. Yeah. Oh. I actually did think about stepping into traffic at one point. Not seriously, but just like, man, maybe it'd be better to be in the hospital than do this. Like, not ser like not, not to be clear, not seriously. They have Jello at the hospital. Oh, that sounds nice. Jello's Jello great. I think it's always, like, the green kind, though. I like green. I like green, I like green Jello. Lime jello? Yummy. And you can get like a pudding. 
I think. But yeah, um, so basically that sucked. If someone asks, hey, you want to come take the Illinois bar with me? It'll be fun. Say, uh, no, thank you. I've heard it's the worst. It's the, and the other thing is, it's not even the worst. There are worse bars than the, Illinois, than the Illinois bar. It's not that bad. It still sucks. It's stupid. But uh, hire me, someone. Clearly, I have a great attitude. And I'm... Uh, you should, like, read me an essay question. I can just, like, make something up. That's that's basically what I did. So we should, though, actually. If I could... I, I think I could have kept the booklet, and I, and I just forgot Oh, to. man. That would have been great. We could do have... Like... I think Evan gave me the one from a few years ago. My roommate, Evan. Shout out to Evan. Also a lawyer. Yep. But yeah, that was my... Uh, so, like, the thing that I find interesting about that was that the, the nightmare scenario is always like showing up late for a test and like part of the thing was I wanted to see like how bad will it be in real life right because I don't think I've ever shown up that late for a test before well yeah I did that's not true in, in college I totally did but you know not like something like as notoriously awful as the bar and it turns out it's anxiety inducing for about 10 minutes and then it's fine No one's looking at you. Everyone's so, like, going up. to any test ever, really? Yeah. It's like, and no one's actually looking at you. They're, they're, they're all thinking about themselves. I could have walked in probably wearing, like, just swim trunks. And they would have been a little bit, like, probably would have checked the rules and then been like, well, it doesn't say you can't not wear just swim trunks. It might have been nice, actually. It's pretty much everyone everywhere. Nobody actually cares about you. No. Or what you do. As long as you're not, like, creating a problem. Like, that was the issue at all was, like, the proctors were annoyed that I had created a slight problem for them. And that was solved very quickly. Yeah, that, that stinks. It stunk, and I'm still sort of recovering from it. Obviously, it's not like an actual problem that I took the, the stump test because it was my choice, largely. Um, but yeah, uh, unless you really want to be a lawyer, don't bother taking the bar. Don't just do it for fun. Because I'm sure all of our three listeners <laughs> are seriously considering taking the bar. More like 33 listeners. Actually, more like three. <sighs> I'm gonna go. Yell you know at, what else, though? Yell at Twitter to join us right now. Tim is drinking a strawberry Gatorade, and I can smell it from where I'm sitting, which is not near to the strawberry Gatorade. Is it gross? It's very pungent. Uh, it's delicious too. It smells exactly like. Do you want to try it? Weird kind of gross strawberry flavored thing. I'm going to try it and tell you if it's gross. It's definitely lukewarm. It tastes better than it smells. Mm -hmm. It smells kind of gross. It's not bad. See, the thing I like about the, the pink and the red Gatorades is that they don't stain. They stain your tongue, but it looks like a tongue color anyway. So you can't tell. It's like What about a, orange? Orange probably would be a little bit off. But I, I feel like it's like putting a fresh coat of paint on your tongue, you know? But I do that anyway. Well, you like what you like. I like fruit punch kind. 
Fruit Punch is the best. Um, lemon Lime, also very good. Um, what else is good? I don't like orange. Orange is one of the worst. I agree. It's not a good one. There's like a weird lime uh, cucumber one that I like. What? Yeah, like I liked it for like the first few sips, and then I decided it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. Blue kind. Frost Blue's kind? Blue's fine. I like blue. It's not bad. I'm a child, apparently, because I only think of them in terms of colors. No, but that's that's what they are. It's not Fruit Punch. It's red. This one's like pink. It's pretty good. I'd say it's like the fourth or fifth best Gatorade. I'm an aficionado of, aficionado of Gatorades. Don't ask me about Powerade. I'm not a plebe. I see that they sponsor things, but I've never actually seen an actual human being drink a Powerade. I think it was briefly more more popular than Gatorade because it was new. Um, they had like a, a, a zero calorie version of Powerade. What is the point of that? It, was, it made me so... It was it, The context was that I was playing basketball with some friends. We like rented out a gym for kind of cheap. And they, the vending machine only had zero, only had zero calorie Powerade, which is like it made me so angry. And then I got mad at myself for being an, angry about that. Like that's a really silly thing. Like, no, but it doesn't make sense no. to have a, an electrolyte replacement slash energy drink without actual sugar in it, right? Because you need sugar. But yeah, let's you know let's let's talk about the, the. I think we should probably taste test the lime cucumber Gatorade next week. Because it's it is. Can you get it still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think you can still get it. Um, I'll seek it out. Because I was sort of like I had this. It was, I don't know what you call it with things where you like briefly decide like, oh, this is great. I think this is the best. And then you try it again. And you're like, no, this is the this is the vilest thing I've ever tasted. Like something about like your body adjusting to it. It seems not good. Because lime cucumber drink sounds kind of nice. Like, if you said, like, oh, it's like a lime cucumber cocktail or something, I'd be like, oh, sure, I'll try that. Right, but I think it's because cucumbers are supposed to be fresh and not embalmed. Yeah. <laughs> Synthetic cucumber just does not sound particularly appetizing. The bright side is, though... Oh, what? Uh-oh. I totally... No, it was totally repeating before. Uh-oh. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. It's iTunes. iTunes was being dumb. Speaking of dumb... Well, we don't really have a topic. Call us anyway. You kind of do. Yeah, call us. On Skype. Call us. At Low Level Rage. Really about anything. We have some other things to talk about. Tim already asked. What is the best way to troll a rich person? I don't know the answer to this. Yeah, I was... Uh Fugan out on the, on the Twitter. Oh, also, I guess I should say, if you want to call into the low-level rage, do so on Skype at username low-level rage. Did I not say that? I think you did, but I... Well, I'm going to say, if you want to call us, you should call us on Skype 
at low level rage. <laughs> okay. Yep, yeah, we we definitely cover all the bases then. Um, yeah. So recently, I was I was sort of pondering the fact that like it's interesting that rich people don't fuck with other rich people more, like just in sort of like like childish ways. Like, wouldn't you think that if you're a rich dude, that you would spend a lot of your time just like bothering other rich dudes? Like how? Like mailing them horse heads? Well, my thing was like, um, it'd be really fun if you sort of knew what. Let's uh, let's say it's like Donald Trump, because that's the guy who I would want to troll the most. Like, if you kind of knew what his routine was in a given day, if you could like hire like ten or so. Jim Carrey impersonators to like be at strategic locations and just like doing like a you know uh, uh, what's a good Jim Carrey uh, line like smoking uh, what's the thing from uh, Ace Ventura I don't know I don't know but like just annoying Jim Carrey shit right and so like he gets out of his like goes out out steps out of his his uh, Trump building onto the sidewalk steps into the limo and there's just and like then a, we fall on our we fall to our deaths on him that's yeah. a good way to troll a rich person yeah but no just let me tell my story about the Jim Carrey impersonators and so then like there's Sorry. like a Jim Carrey dude like by the limo just doing his annoying Jim Carrey shtick he gets in the limo drives off to work when he gets out of the limo there's another Jim Carrey impersonator waiting for him doing annoying Jim Carrey shtick so just all day long he can't escape it It wouldn't cost that much money either. How much would it possibly cost to hire 10 Jim Carrey impersonators for one day? It can't be that much. If you have billions of dollars, like the, the return on that investment is huge in terms of like pure enjoyment. Are you only trolling rich people as a rich person? I thought that was not the conceit. Well, I mean, that's ideal because then you have endless resources like we if we if we limit it to things that i can actually practically do then that would make it almost not worth discussing because oh. i practically can't do that much i can like yell at people on twitter but that said anything that we can do a rich person could also could also do so like that doesn't rule it out you know I see. I feel like this concept is not clear to you. Oh, I get it, but okay. I feel like it was not explained to me that way the first time. Did you have other ideas? Well, the other one that I, I mentioned on the Twitter was like, let's say you're a shareholder in a very important corporation, and there's a big shareholder meeting coming up. You hire... I don't know why all these ideas have to do with impersonators. I just think it's funny to like because celebrity impersonators are annoying like you hire like an Austin Powers impersonator to be your proxy at the shareholder meeting and every time there's a vote he just stands up and goes yeah baby right it's perfect hopefully there's like 20 different votes so it gets really old really fast yeah so then I figure what we can do to sort of come up with new ideas as we take a look at the Improv Everywhere website and then steal their ideas and adapt them to bother rich people. 
sounds good. I feel like most of their ideas involve being on like trains, though. Yeah, no, their their ideas are mostly about bothering uh, people while they're living their lives, um, like in uh, like a like a gap or on the subway. Like they're basically uh, making things hard for employees of rich people don't yeah. take the subway, right? Except for Michael Bloomberg. He just does it to prove some weird point, so. The other issue being that if you actually pranked rich people, then you would risk legal action. Whereas if you prank average people, chances are they'll just sort of look the other way and then move on with their lives. So there's not really any high stakes to what they do. Yeah, you can't really like bribe the 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 livery dude, the driver to like take your rival rich guy to like the wrong place. Oh, that's a good one though. That's a, that's like the start of a, of a fun one. Like the like like the wrong cigar bar. Yeah. See a really good one though. He'd sue you. Oh, if you could do it though, if you, if you had him See, this, this is sort of like in the spirit of improv everywhere. If you could have the limousine driver take uh, ex-rich dude, I don't know, like Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, let's say, to like the wrong office building, but then get everyone there to insist that it's the correct office building. And it's funny because he's old, so he probably is a little bit crazy anyway. So it just like everyone there insists. Like, oh, if you take him to like CNN, like the CNN building, and then everyone there just insists that he actually owns CNN and not Fox News. But then you like put a replica of his office in oh, that building. So perfect. Just like things like oh, be, I mean that, that would cost some money. But I bet you could get CNN. Also, fill his fake office full of uh, ball pit balls. Then he would know, though. He would know at that point. It's like, oh, you no, but guys. That, that, no, that's the prank within the prank. That's oh, the turn. Okay. Like, that's the prank. But no, the whole thing is a prank. Prankception. Also, like, fill his, his office with, uh, like, Photoshop pictures of him shaking hands with, like, Hugo Chavez and, like, Castro. Just convince him he's actually been a leftist the entire time. No, you have, yeah, you have to do, like, four different small pranks to detract attention from the fact that he's just in the wrong building at a company he doesn't own. That's a pretty good one. I like that. Because it's the kind of thing where it's like the real, the stuff that really works in terms of uh, like the, the side of improv everywhere that works is the, the thing that's like, what even is real, man? Right? But doing that to just some dude who's trying to go home from work is kind of awful. You do it to like... Yeah, you know what's real? Traffic is real. Yeah. Yeah. Don't inconvenience normal people just because you have a trust fund. Oh, yeah. Low-level rage is an enemy of improv everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it's implicit, but yeah, let's say it out there. Yeah, we, we are their enemies. We, we, um, we last talked about them before we started the enemies list. It's true. So, so far, who's on the enemies list? It's like... Thank you, Celia. She, 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 she shall not be named. Not be named. Yeah. Uh, improv everywhere. Donald Trump is he on the list officially? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I feel like we've talked about him enough where he kind of has to be. Um, the mayor of Chicago. Yeah, Rahm Emanuel, totally on the enemies list. Maybe I should, maybe I should just run for mayor against him. 
right? What's your platform? Your platform's just ROM sucks. Um, we're gonna fix the roads. ROM's wrong. ROM's wrong's pretty good. Uh, we're gonna use here. Fixing the roads would be good. Here's my 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 completely unverified, my my legally unverified plan, is to use the is it is it tarp money that it's called right? Targeted asset something something other. Okay. I'm, I'm real up on this stuff. It's the thing that he used. It's like property tax money that you can use for, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like undeveloped areas. He used it to build a hotel in the South Loop, which is not in any sense undeveloped. Um, have, see, uh, what's the word? Ah, tarp, tarp, tarp money, tarp money. Is it tarp? No, it's not tarp. Oh, damn it. I don't know anything. Well, I'm an idiot. You win, Rom. I'm not qualified to be mayor. It's pretty clear. Uh-oh. Tart money was the stuff that we gave to the banks after the, the crash a few years ago. I'm going to figure this out, though. Because I had a good idea that it will not work legally, I'm sure. Uh-oh, Rahm Emanuel is an enemy of Donald Trump. Enemies of enemies. To, yeah, I don't know how to deal with that. Not our friends. We encompass legions here at Low Level Rage. We can be enemies with everyone. Tiff. That's it. Tiff. I knew that. Tiff. Okay. Okay. I'm going to figure this out. This is a, this is my, here's my platform. Come on my platform right here. On the spot. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be, I'm, I'm coming up with this right now off the top of my head. It'll still be better than Rob Manuel's platform. I'm making buttons and stickers and yeah. little t-shirts with Tim's face on them right now. Okay, here's the thing. It's 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 a tax increment financing. It's like, yeah, I think it comes from property taxes. I don't really know. It's a special funding tool used by the city of Chicago to promote public and private investment. Funds are used to build and repair roads and infrastructure. So as long as we have unrepaired roads and railway lines, which we do, why are we using it for anything else? Anything. A single thing. I saw a new sinkhole today. Ugh, sinkholes. Chicago. It had a cone in it. It's a baby sinkhole, though. It is growing. Chicago's full of sinkholes, I should make clear. Um, I was showing t last night, Tim, the size of the largest sinkhole I've seen in the city of Chicago, which is pretty big. And people put chairs and traffic cones and all kinds of things in it. It was about half of a small intersection. It was there for a while. It's enough to destroy a car. Big yeah, it would have fit a car. a car. Yeah. Well, not destroy it, but at least like... You, if you drove into it at speed, yeah. you would be very unhappy. If you drove into it at all, you would be very unhappy. Because your car would be stuck in a sinkhole. And there's no way out but down. Oh, I forgot to do... Uh, I was going to do like a low-level new, uh, low level news. Oh, that's a pretty good name. I was going to say low-level rage news, but I like low-level news better. Oh, yeah. Basically, just to congratulate Becky Hammond on being hired as the first female coach in uh, the National Basketball Association. The San Antonio Spurs hired her to be an assistant coach. Very cool. She's got a good scoop shot. 
I don't know how that will come in handy with coaching, but it's it's cool. I would like to congratulate that baby sinkhole, the newest member of the Chicago sinkhole family. I'm sure you have a long, long life ahead of you. Also, I'd like to congratulate uh, Mayim Bialik for donating bulletproof vests to the Israeli Defense Force. Force? Force. We said we weren't going to talk about this. I just wanted to just congratulate her. It's fine. Mm. Excellent mm. use of your money when you're, you're a rich person to give money to a military. Especially one as grossly unfunded as the Israeli military. And I'm done. But yeah, congratulations to Becky Hammond. That's cool. I like you a lot. You seem neat. Good job, Spurs. You continue to be very likable as an organization. Thus endeth the first installment of low-level news. We did it. Yep. So Tim's running for mayor on the... Fix the roads. Fix They're the roads. all effed up yeah. platform. Fix the roads. That's my only. That's my only. The only plank in my platform. I bet a lot of people would vote for you. Just fix the roads. Pretty much anybody with a car. Yeah. First thing we're gonna do is fix the roads. To fix the roads, though, you also have to fix the L, because then you want to take, you know, traffic away from the roads. So yeah, fix the roads. Fix the L. Don't close more schools. Stop closing schools. Reopen the schools that were closed. Why not? Reopen the mental health clinics that Rom shut down for no clear reason. Don't be Rom Manual. Except you can like bikes. Bikes are okay. Yeah, that's the one thing he did that I do like. He's been very pro bike, which is nice. See, here, okay, here's the thing. Here's here's like a the improv everywhere thing that went wrong recently was this mannequin mob. What happened? A bunch of people just dressed up as mannequins and went into a, uh, the Fifth Avenue Gap. Because apparently trolling tourists is like real badass performance art or something. Oh my um, god. They called 911 on them. Because, yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. Like you're, you're bothering people Because your work, work has been invaded by people yeah. who won't say what they're doing. They're not there to buy anything. They're there to just bother people. Like, what, what? There's not even an idea to that. It's like, what, what, like it's like, man, pe what, like, people are becoming mannequins, man. Like, there's nothing to that. Like, you know, here, here's what you do. What if you just filled a rich guy's swimming pool with actual mannequins? There you go. That's that's better. I was thinking like. Um, get like 50 people to dress up in suits and then go like disrupt a, a, the um, the uh, trading on the, the the stock exchange or like crash corporate boardroom meetings we've yeah. talked about this actually on this very show just punch up yeah. improv everywhere like how here's what's a good way to disrupt a boardroom meeting like how do, first of all how do you get in is the question getting in is the tough part and this is the reason why they don't do it because getting in is the tough part Actually requires, well, try. Yeah. 
craftiness. Or yeah, I mean whatever. Annoy. Annoy rich people. Create many bogus <clears throat> official looking documents and fling them wildly. I feel like it would be really fun to get into the stock exchange floor and just start trading things that don't exist. Or like trying to trade actual beanie babies. You like open up your coat and you've got like 20 beanie babies on each Strapped side. Strapped you? Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Or a briefcase full of beanie babies. But you'd have to have like 40 people who, who all have beanie babies. Well, and then you could get into an actual like some sort of bidding war <laughs> over beanie baby trade. That's really good. Oh, I love that. And then like someone else can start like uh, like Hawking G.I. Joe's. And like the G.I. Joe. It's just like the toy exchange yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, would be another good one. Like um, Garbage Pail Kids. Be good. Um, that's a good one from like the 70s. There's gotta be something there. God, what if it was like knockoff, like. Um, Yu Gi Oh cards? Like fake, fake brand clothing. Yeah, just turn it into like. Or just like bootleg CDs. Yeah. Oh, if you could sneak like a bunch of dudes who are like CD bootleggers into the stock exchange. This is great. Just turn it into like a, a into like a chaotic, like a, um, like a. Like actual things chaos. are being sold. Yeah. Like you have the to commodities. Buyers also, yeah. but no, no, you could also just be trading, bartering. Yeah. That's oh, really good. Like disrupt three the, of these Grateful this, Dead bootlegs for that Beanie Baby. Disrupt the disrupt the sale of commodities with the sale of actual physical commodities. <laughs> I guess it's commodities futures, but whatever. Same thing. I'll trade you twenty wheat futures for one Zappy the Zebra. Deal. How long do you think it would take before you were all arrested? Not very long. That's the thing. Here's, here's, Three here's, minutes? Yeah. I was, I was going to say five. Less? But I wonder, I wonder how intense the security is there. I bet it's pretty intense. I bet, you, I bet you have to have, like, accreditation to get on the floor, right? Well, they're not just going to let some Yahoo wearing a overcoat full of beanie babies onto the floor. But like, how do you, like, what, what qualifies one to be one of those yelly dudes in the stock exchange? Not being a dude wearing an overcoat full of beanie well, right, babies. Right, but there's got to be some sort of, like, actual... I don't know. That's right? actually as far as my knowledge goes. I feel like there, I feel like there must be something other than just, like, I'm a rich dude. A handshake. Yeah, probably, if we're being honest. I don't know. It's all dumb rich people stuff that yeah. I don't really care about, to be honest. What are some good, like, Uber pranks you could do? Now, keep in mind that once someone asks they, they need to leave the, the, uh, the car, then you need to let them leave. Like, you can't just, like, abduct them. You gotta um, hire someone to 
repaint the interior of this person's house while they're out. Mm. And you have to fabricate some sort of elaborate plan for getting the wife and kids out of the picture. I was thinking also maybe just rehire the Jim Carrey impersonators to run Uber cars and just have them do Jim Carrey imp- impressions while driving rich people around the city. Although I guess not every not like no not everyone who uses Uber is rich, but like I'm guessing the No, you no 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 no. No no. Like actual livery drivers. Not cabs that regular people can use. Oh, okay. You can't do that. Because then you're going to inadvertently end up ruining some normal person's day. Yeah, good point. Because real rich people have drivers, like dedicated drivers. Yeah, but even in New York, though? We're not in New York. I didn't realize this had to be New York specific. Well, I just figured, like... It's harder to find... We don't, I don't, I, like I don't interact with like a lot of actual Richie Riches here. There's an insane like concentration of money here. It would just be easier to troll rich people in New York than it would be here. That's sort of the point. Anyway. Well, I don't know what to tell you with regard to how they get around. Fine. I still think you should repaint their houses bubblegum pink on the inside. Problem is that is a crime. But I guess most of these things are technically crimes. Most of these crimes. things are crimes. Yeah, that's a good point. They're all crimes, really. It's like, invading someone's home is like a different, even if it's a, you know what I mean? Like, Wait until they're having someone in for painting and just buy them out. Yeah, good point. Okay. That's fine, then. That is sort of what I was suggesting okay. originally. No, you're a rich person. You don't break into places. Are you kidding me? You hire someone. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're going to play a few songs. Come back in a little bit. Hopefully someone will call in. But if you have a good idea about how if you had unlimited resources, if money were no object and you were trolling a rich person... Get ready to call us on Skype at Low Level Rage. Do it. Okay, that was music. What Music did we is hear? done. Music is done. We heard Piss Jeans with Cafeteria Food from Honeys. Before that, The Monkeys with Porpoise Song. The theme from Head. From the album Head. A song that makes me feel like I'm five years old again and not in a bad way. check Twitter to see if there's any sweet ideas for trolling rich people. I don't think so. Nope. Why would there be? 
That's fine. Who needs Twitter, right? Not me. It's like a crutch. Twitter's just a crutch. Cast it aside any old time I want. Everyone on the internet is fake. It's true. They're all bots. Twitter's just bots. That was as far as I got in my ideas. Yeah, I think that we could pretty much burn that topic out. That's fine. Seems like more people should want to troll rich people. I feel like that would be like a thing that get people get the people going, you know? And maybe it's hard to get into because you have to imagine that you have unlimited money, <clears throat> which kind of just depresses me. I think it's great. Just like imagining like one guy who's who's like a million times richer than every other rich guy and just spends all day long making their lives hard. What if you like bricked up someone's door with like super glued dollar coins? Wait, like like they're they're glued to the door? No, they're glued to each other. Oh. Like bricks. Oh. It's pretty good. Well, the other thing we talked about was trying to get John Hodgman to host, to host, to DM a Dungeons and, a Dungeons and Dragons, what do you call it, like an adventure? What's the word for it? A game? I don't know. A quest? You played it more than I did. I know, but I just don't remember what they call that part of it. All I really want is to have Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs and Vin Diesel of movie fame, perhaps best known for the Fast and Furious series of car movies. Can't believe you didn't go for the alliteration with franchise. It's a franchise. Yeah, Fast and, Fur Fast and Furious franchise. It makes it harder to say for me. I have trouble with too much alliteration. Got to really drag it out. Yeah. Lay on those... F's. Vin Diesel of the Fast and Furious franchise. See, you can do it when you talk real annoying. It's true. It's It actually would be a lot easier for me to do this entire show in that voice, which now I'm tempted to do. And then you would be doing it alone because I would have jumped out the window. Don't you do it, do Lauren. The rest of this show. You have so much to live for. You're like the movie summer movie announcer guy, except more excited. Yeah. Does that make it better or worse that I'm more excited? I don't know. It's weird. Is it better when my voice is like this? Or is it better when my voice is like this? Now you don't sound like summer movie guy at all, though. I know what that. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a voice actor. I'm not a. I'm not a voice artist. Obviously. It's too bad because I would totally do the rest of the show in that voice. While talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. I mean, if it will make you happy. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know if I can actually do it. 
Vin Diesel of the Fast and Furious franchise, and Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs. Face off in this... Du advanced Dungeons and Dragons adventure. With your dungeon master, John Hodgman. But it can't just be them, because that's weird. <coughs> oh. Are you uh, dead now? I think I might be dead. I was extremely abrupt. Do as much of that as possible. It's just really hard. Oh, it's so hard. Did you just cause yourself to have a choking fit? Yeah. It's not natural to do everything in this voice. It really takes it out of me. But once I get used to it, look out, world. Here I come. If you decide you have to vomit, don't do it on me. I'm not going to. I promise I'll never vomit on you, Lauren. Tonight. I'm not sure that's a promise you can keep forever. Oh, you just watch me. I'm an expert vomiter. I've seen no evidence of this whatsoever. I don't vomit much, but when I do, I'm great at it. Okay. No one can tell if you're lying. I would never lie about vomiting. Today we walked up some really, really tall stairs at a place called Swallow Cliff Woods. And people were running up and down them because people trained there. And we were wearing our work clothes, which involves like heavy boots and long pants. And we were walking up these stairs and daring each other to run. But it would have ended in vomiting, so we didn't. They were pretty burly stairs, though. Did any of the runners vomit? I was hoping that someone would. They were all wearing, like, neon spandex, and we were all wearing, like, dirt-stained khaki. Ooh, neon spandex. Very stylish. And walking up the center of the staircase. While they huffed and puffed all around us. It was very weird. The stairs were also uneven, which seems like it would be very unpleasant to run on. Because they are not the same height. Sounds treacherous. And I think when you get to the top, you're supposed to vomit on yourself. Do they call that vomit point? And then you flip the bead saying you did it, and you vomited once, and then you run back down the stairs. I'm trying really hard to remember not to do the rest of the show in my normal voice. I keep wanting to go back to it. I might make an effort to talk about more incredibly boring things. Just to make you do that voice forever. Challenge accepted! Alright, Reddit. Yes, this is the voice of Reddit. I'm here with you. Reddit's here! You don't sound the same, even. I'm not good at doing voices consistently. <laughs> you gotta work on this. <laughs> this is not working. Who do I? How do I know who I'm talking to? I expected more support from you on this. I'm trying. This is very disappointing. See, that's better. Thank you. I don't like it when you pretend to be Reddit. I'm not really Reddit. I'm just Tim doing a voice. 
If you start saying Reddit type things, I'm unplugging the show from the internet. My reaction went. No, I mean like horrible things. Oh. Yeah. I almost cracked right there and did my real voice, but I didn't. I'm still doing it. So it can't just be Vin Diesel and Tim Duncan, though. No, that would be a sad game of Dungeons and Dragons. Well, they just end up, like, fighting each other. And we know how that would go. Who are other famous celebrity dorks? But not, like, Chris Hardwick ones. No. Like, people you wouldn't expect to be super nerdy. Chris Hardwick doesn't need any more promotional opportunities for himself. Also, he's not actually, like, real. No. If you think that Harry Potter counts as being nerdy. We want unexpected Toads nerds. What happens when this becomes my real voice? What do I do then? No one will love me. It's true. No one will love you. Who's really normal looking but also super nerdy? Secretly. Like, who is like the George Clooney of nerds? Anyone? It's very hard for me to speculate when I'm also trying to do this voice at the same time. This voice keeps sounding more and more strained <laughs> as you go. I'm not going to stop, though. You sound like you're losing range. I, I very much am losing range on this voice. It's very hard on my voice. There you go. I can go up. And I can go back down again. Better. I'll just keep doing some vocal exercises while I use this voice. You gotta practice if you're going to be any good at it. La dee da dee da dee da dee da. La dee da dee da dee da dee da. All right, Tom Waits. That was pretty good. Thank you. It's Tom Waitsy. That was more of a Leon Redbone voice. It's a more of an obscure reference right there. You might know him from the Mr. Belvedere theme song. Written and composed by and performed by Leon Redbone. Okay, because the internet sucks and you're all, none of you will help us. I looked up who is famous and plays Dungeons and Dragons. You people are of no help at all! Screw you. Vin Diesel is number two on this list. Of course he is. Well, he wrote the intro to a book about D&D. That makes me love him even more! Tim's not joking right now. We are a, this low level rage is a friend of Vin Diesel, the guy who plays D&D. Stephen Colbert is at the top of that list, but I think no. I think too overt. That's far too obvious. He could be the alternate dungeon master in case John Hodgman wusses out. No, it has to be Hodgman. Hodgman, you'll never hear this, but when you do, it has to be you. 
Wait, 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 wait. I just also hit my pop filter with my computer. Dame Judy Dench was introduced to the game by Vin Diesel. You know that they totally play D&D together already. That is the most amazing image I've ever had in my head. We Dwayne Johnson I actually knew about, but he's I feel like he and Vin Diesel already hang out a lot. That's too many fake meatheads in the same room. Right? Neither of them are actually meatheads. I feel like The Rock would just like ham it up too much too. Like he's he's funny, but he'd do that weird thing he does with his eyebrow when he says, "Can you smell what the Rock is cooking?" His famous catchphrase from professional wrestling. I'm pretty sure my voice will be gone tomorrow because of doing this voice for. Pretty much, uh, all the people on this list suck. Except, so, I, I say yes, Dame Judy Dench. So far, we have Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs, Vin Diesel of the Fast and Furious franchise, and Dame Judy, Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench from prestigious films of various makes and periods. I don't, I don't really know. There are, like, too many, like, straight-up nerds on this list, like Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton is not allowed to participate in this Dungeons & Dragons game. Robin Williams? That would be miserable. We couldn't get him anyway. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Do you guys have any cocaine? He doesn't have enough... sense of... He wouldn't, he wouldn't agree to participate in this. He would be insufferable. Kind of like this voice. This is like the trifecta of things that are terrible is that Kevin Smith forced Matt Damon and Ben Affleck to play D&D and then they apparently like it now. I would say of those three, Matt Damon would be allowed to participate in this theoretical. That'd be okay if he was into if he like decided he was into it. Matt he Damon seems good natured. Either Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, but not both. I don't like Ben Affleck as he seems like he'd be snooty in this setting. That makes sense to me. Ben Affleck, maybe you can come if Matt is busy. Here's a particular I I'm proposing a uh I'm gonna say in response to your Ben Affleck opinion, that checks out. That's the new catchphrase for this voice. Hope you guys are happy now. You gotta, you gotta bring your red, your range back down. I know it's hurting you. Down to here, you mean? Yeah. Or up, not up here so much? Yeah, you get, you get really flat when you're in that range. I can go back down again, and back up again. I'll do more vocal exercises. The entirety of Weezer. None of those people are allowed to participate in this Dungeons and Dragons game. The entirety of Mercy's Playground. I kind of want all of Mercy's Playground <laughs> to participate in this Dungeons and Dragons game. Because that would make it Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs, Vin Diesel of the Fr Fast and Furious franchise, Dame Judi Dench, respected actress. And Marcy's Playground. Matt Damon's out. And Matt Damon. Matt Damon as well. 
I think everyone else doesn't get to join. Whoa, there. Whoa, this list is long. Hulk Hogan's on it. Hulk Hogan can definitely be part of this. As long as he doesn't say brother once. He'd probably do it, though. He would do it, and then he would definitely say brother. I can't imagine him wrapping his head around the, the, the fighting system. Right? Like, can you imagine Hulk Hogan trying to figure out what spell to use? There is a picture of him holding... Brother? A tiny D&D figurine that looks kind of like him. <laughs> So he at least knows what it is. Weird Al, Andrew WK, My Chemical Romance. Andrew WK is a maybe for this, I would say. Metallica. No one in Metallica. No, wait. Kurt Hammett can be a part of this. He's the only one. We don't know if that's a current thing. Is this is this better? Or should I be back up here still? What qualifies as better in this question? I'm not sure. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal is absolutely not allowed to Here's participate in this. Here's a horrifying fact. That this is all alleged from the internet, so take it for what it's worth. That Billy Crystal plays 40K with Robin Williams. Guys, this sounds like the worst night of your life. Can you imagine? Here's the evil version of the tournament we are proposing. Tournament, game, whatever it's called. A Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and Dragons game that includes Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. The band Weezer. Your dungeon master, Chris Hardwick. Oh my god, totally. You know that um Drat, I forgot what I was going to say. Jack Black, apparently. Yeah, so boring for this. He would be incredibly irritating. Stephen King, Texas apparently, Dragons. who would just spend the entire time correcting the Dungeon Master. He can play in the Billy Crystal and, and Robin Williams one. I really broke from the voice for just a second there, and it was very disturbing to me. Let me go back down here again. I feel like I can. Get, I got the growl now. Glenn Danzig. Glenn Danzig can totally be a part of our Dungeons and Dragons tournament. Oh, and to top it all off, I I thought that this was true, but I am right about it. David Duchovny. Oh, okay. So, let's. So we've got it now. Let's recap. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Your dungeon master, John Hodgman. From the San Antonio Spurs, Tim Duncan. From the X-Files and Californication, David Duchovny. And that new show. And that new show where he plays a cop. Again. David Duchovny. <laughs> okay. Who From else? the Fast and Furious franchise, Vin Diesel. Uh, I, good, good. 90s alternative rock sensation, Marcy's Playground. Don't forget Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy Dench. The look in your eye when you say that is amazing. It's actually really frightening, guys. Yes, no, Matt Damon. Born again into Dungeons and Dragons glory, Matt Damon. That was a play on the born identity. 
Yes. Yes, no Glenn Danzig. From the Misfits. And the band he named after himself. Mother! It's Glenn Danzig! And two more. G give, give me a hint, please. Um, question mark, yes, no, Weird Al, and or Andrew WK. This is, a, this is now a big party. This is the hardest decision of all. Only Weird Al or Andrew WK can make this tournament. And whoever doesn't make it is relegated to the evil Dungeons and Dragons. Where you have game. to spend all of your time with Robin Williams and Billy Crystal oh. and Chris Hardwick and Stephen King and someone else. I've already forgotten. Kevin Smith. My decision is that Weird Al Yankovic makes it to the good one. Oh, Andrew WK can just teach those other dudes how to party. Exactly. He'll be fine. I Andrew feel like WK he's untouchable. We'll reform the evil Dungeons and Dragons tournament, which features Robin Williams, hammy asshole comedian who loved cocaine in the 70s, Billy Crystal, racist, tacky comedian whose face looks like. Weird plasticine. The band Weezer, who had a couple good songs 15 <laughs> years ago. Right. Kevin Smith, hockey jersey aficionado, an occasional filmmaker. Ben Affleck. No, he wasn't part of the evil group. Ben Affleck does not get to play in either tournament. He plays neutral D&D. Who else do we, we have in the, the evil one? Stephen King. Stephen King, director of Maximum Overdrive. And when it's time to party. When it's time to party, you will party hard. Andrew WK! Woo! We did it. I already have forgotten now who is in this thing that we're proposing to John Hodgman. We'll have to go back through it, through I, the archive. Looks like I get to re-listen to this episode and hear my cool voice. Guys, uh, maybe you should think about, since you're useless for everything else, starting an online petition to get John Hodgman to do this. We could, you know, help him with some story ideas if that's how he wants to play this, but I feel like he probably can take care of it. Also, I promise I'll stop doing this voice if you guys call in. On Skype at username low level rage. Oh wow, that's an incentive. No one will do it. I I'm perfectly content to do this voice until the end of the show. Twenty five minutes left in the program. Can you can you hang? I don't care if I start spitting up blood. As long as you don't do it on me. I make no promises. Okay. I only have this one clean shirt here, so that in mind so this is an awfully large party I feel like there'd have to be an oversized story to match that's an excellent point I'm pondering some alliances loosely should be formed maybe at the beginning 
possibly by roll. What's that? I mean, I don't even know what that's called. Yeah, you 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 roll the twenty sided die to determine your possibly by d twenty. I would propose roughly two two distinct parties seeking the same item. Ooh, are they starting from like opposite ends of the map? Absolutely. Each party will be faced with unique obstacles. They'll be forced to use each other's abilities and rely on each other's abilities, I should say, and deal with each other's weaknesses. Because the party is stronger as a whole. Parties. Par well, yeah, each party is stronger as the each party is stronger as a whole. There's so many of them too that some people could like get murdered. Marcy's playground is not allowed to play together. That would be cheating. That would be cheating. They already have a bond. Dame Judy Dench and Vin Diesel can't play in the same party either. Do you want to hear my rendition of Sex and Candy as done in this voice? No, thank you. I've got sex and candy here with me. It was a good try. I tried, guys. I tried to get him to not do it. Who's that? I don't know the rest of the lyrics, to be honest. Who's that sending mysterious... Stares in my direction. <laughs> Surely that is this is a dream. Yeah. I've got sex and candy here with me. It's her turn into a Tom Waits song. I've just given up, guys. This is all your fault. Not my fault, to be clear. Your fault. It's my fault, and it's all of you. Lauren, it's not her fault at all. You could stop it now by calling us at Low Level Rage on Skype. I've only got 20 minutes left. I don't think Tim is, any, is in control of his faculties anymore. No, basically, I'm just stuck in his voice now. It's, this is how I talk. Um... It's not really that different from my actual voice, so it's not that big of a deal, I would argue. He actually is doing a voice when he normally is yeah. speaking during the show. I was sparing all of you from my, my real voice, but at some point I decided I have nothing to be ashamed of, and I shouldn't let society's judgment weigh me down. I should be free to be me, and this is who I am. Love me. For who I am! This puts me in an awkward position, guys. Lauren! Love me for who I am! I didn't realize that he was going to tell you all that this is what he always sounds like. It's true. I'm used to it. It's fine with the earplugs in. I gave her specially designed earplugs for this voice. They're incredibly uncomfortable. It's worth it. Strangely enough, the only way I can be heard when she's wearing the earplugs is to go even higher with the voice. It sort of flattens it out. It's a real bind for both of us. Makes it sound sort of normal. 
So is there like, what's this item? And what kind of big bads are there? Well, we've got a lot of celebrities, so let's keep that in mind because we want to have an item that will motivate them. Now, is it like I have an Academy Award? I have an idea. There was a certain mode of transportation that was reserved for the the rich and the well-resourced that within the last 10 years went out of commission. I'm talking, of course, about the Concorde jet. Can you fly it away when you get there? Absolutely. It's like when you find the pirate with the blimp in a number of Final Fantasy games. Oh, that's my favorite. It's a Zeppelin, actually. Uh, whatever. Dirigible, sure. Just God. The, the, the generic dirigible, if that makes you happy. <sighs> yeah, so... Not a you, blimp. You can use it to get around the, the map. <laughs> it, it's like finding the black chocobo. Or I guess you have to... You have to breed the black chocobo, I believe, actually. But not to get it, not to get on a Final Fantasy tangent. It depends on what game you're playing. Oh, does okay. Well, in some of them, they're just enemies, and you can ride regular chocobos. Because I could talk about Final Fantasy all day. So but babe, we don't need to do that today. Now, should we maybe have the two, the evil Dungeons and Dragons tournament competing against the good Dungeons and Dragons tournament somehow? But you already have two parties, and no, I don't think... I think that if we're going to push this one through to John Hodgman, we got to keep it consistent, keep okay. it concise. Because probably he won't be able to get everyone in this party, though that would be great. So they're seeking the mythical Concord jet, the last of the Concords. It's got to be called, like, Eris Concordia, though. Sure. We can, we can Latin that shit up. I don't, I don't care. That's fine. That's what that's called, right? Latining it up. God, you gotta like get into the spirit of it. It's all it's, what things are called is important. Well, that's that's your job. And it's called the Eris Concordia. That's fine. I'm not disputing you. Sound you sound so mad about it. I always sound mad when I'm doing this voice. That's not true. Sometimes I sound kind of happy. Yeah, it's just a flat-out lie. That's, that's an excellent point. I apologize. Okay. What should the landscape be? It should start really easy for one party and really hard for the other, and then it should get all screwed up from there. Okay. Like, one party will think, oh, I'm making such great progress, and then it will just be like, oh, suddenly, hella ravines. And then one party will start, like, underneath a mountain and be like, this sucks but then they'll find, like, a glowworm that helps them. Like in that Vin Diesel movie. Maybe there should be particular obstacles catered to each participant. So for... Uh, There's, like, 30 of them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, Marcy's playground comes upon the cavern of one-hit wonderdom. But they're not in one party. Oh, that's right, they're split up. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, all right. Um, okay. But that's still, I mean, I, I feel like that's terrifying for everyone, really. No one wants to be a one-hit wonder. Actually, that sounds pretty good. I would totally be a one-hit wonder. Any hit wonder. Yeah. Any number of hits would be great. I'll, I'll take it. I am starting to lose the voice. I have to, all right. 
<laughs> all right, I got it back. Yeah. There it is. Maybe if not all of your voices involved shouting. It's just, that's my jam. No one wants to hear a real quiet voice that's boring. You got to get real into it. I see. You don't understand what it's like to do fun voices, Lauren. I don't. It's a special burden. We'd have even fewer listeners if I did. <laughs> if both of us were doing silly voices, I think that would be spectacular. I think you should find a voice and stick with it. Maybe next time. But no, I think I, I like this idea. There should be uh, specific features on the map that relate to the participants. Okay. You hate this idea. And I don't, I don't hate why. it, but I, I don't hate it. But I think that John Hodgman would be much better at it than I am. Well, he's not here right now. Now you're starting to sound like Craig. Like who? Craig. There's there's a bit of overlap between his <laughs> voice. Don't and Craig. tell anyone. I don't want him to think that you are mocking him. It's almost like I'm not very good at doing voices. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we can come up with some examples so we can pitch them to Hodgman. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm looking for here. You don't have to do all of them. So what about Weird Al? What would be a good one for him? The Dark Valley of No Laughs. Where no one can laugh. Or like or like a place where like things are unparodiable. Oh. The land of like a complete and utter seriousness, uh, like, yeah, or like, like things are things that are so serious that it's impossible to parody the them. The swamp of gravitas. Yeah, starting to sound very Pilgrim's Progressy. I've never read that book. Um, the Slew of Despond. Is it a book or is it a tome? Is it like on a scroll? More like a fable. No, fable. it was not on a. Can I get it on a scroll? Maybe. It was not written on a scroll, is what you're telling me. Indeed not. Are you 100% sure of this? Yes. All right. It may at one point have been on a scroll. Sweet. If that would make you happy. It does. All right, so Weird Al and his compatriots will be faced with the Swamp of Gravitas. Okay. I forgot about Jack Black, but I think he just didn't get paid I think he's not yet. in the... No party half of marcy's playground will be faced with the cliffs of no hit wonderdom what yeah cliffs of no hits what if half of the party becomes has to face no hits and half the party has to face becoming really famous and then they have to meet and, and duke it out and see if they're still Marcy's playground or if they're just a fractured collection of individuals. Ah, like, like two of the party members have an independent hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what this voice is becoming. It's pretty clearly becoming something else right now. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Hmm. 
Are you no. gonna, you gonna make it? Matt Damon. I feel like he. Well, I don't. I don't. I was gonna make a a, a joke about him aging, but that's that's not cool. See, uh, yeah. it's hard to not just be mean. I don't want to be mean either. Wow, my throat is really sore right now. Are you going to die? Is this, nope. is this acceptable? No, nope. I'm going to keep going. Remember, you can end this by calling in. It almost would do me a favor, really, at this point. Yeah, because, guys, I have to talk to him afterwards, and he's going to be whispering, and it will be sad. Firepan! That's for you, Kelly. Firepan! You can just do that for 11 minutes. I right? could do that more, actually. That's pretty fun. Who else do we have in this party again? Uh, we got Tim Duncan. All right. Tim Duncan is a, a professional, an aging professional basketball player. Had a great season. We've decided, I think, maybe maybe off the show, that he would play as a human mage. Because Merlin. Because yes, the the, the fun story about Tim Duncan, which I think what, we have told on yeah, there. Oh, I can tell it a million times, is when he was drafted to the San Antonio Spurs, he requested that his other teammates refer to him as Merlin. <laughs> to which they said, no, Tim, we will not do that. You cannot give yourself a nickname. So instead, we'll call you the Big Fundamental, as if that makes any sense at all. It's a terrible nickname. His character, obviously, in this adventure will be called Merlin. He's also This is a space to realize your dreams, Tim Duncan. He's lawful good. And his basketball game is built around order, repetition, and fundamentals. So obviously his 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 quest challenge has to be like chaos. Mhm. The things, fortress of chaos. Things that he doesn't understand. Yeah. I don't like that, yeah, very much. Maybe he yeah. sees apparitions of the people in his party whom he has grown to trust acting in ways that are hurtful and oh. confusing to him, and he has to understand, learn that they are apparitions and have faith in his party, or or something will go terribly wrong. He has to, like, murder someone. He has to be able to tell the difference between fantasy and reality. It's like that part in... Uh, and also to learn how to trust. Like the second, is it the second uh, Wrinkle in Time book? Well, there's a bunch of uh, apparitions of the character's principal. Is that wind in the door? Yeah. That was a scary part of that book. I haven't thought about those books since I was about 11. They're really good. I haven't read them in a long while either. But... Well, I'm starting to lose the voice again. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Getting back into it. Oh, yes. All right. Here it is. So I feel like that's a good quest challenge for Tim Junkin. Yeah. I am perplexed by what we would offer to Vin Diesel. He would be shrunken down to normal size. The size of a normal man. Or like a very small. Oh yeah. Like a like a like like a like a statuette. Like a one eighth replica of himself. Yes. But the rest of the party is normal sized. He has to figure out how to help And he's them. still strong relative to himself, but only he's one eighth. 
size. He's like Ant-Man. Because you can't make him tiny, tiny. No. Because then he would just be crushed. Like the size of an old-timey G.I. Joe doll. And then... Presumably some lesson will be learned. Or like a dead orc or something will fall on him. And it'll be very upsetting. Peril is always perilous. That's what they say. Is what they say. That's called a tautology, kids. Choo-choo. It's the tautology wagon. <laughs> Who have we missed? Oh, tons of people. Matt Damon has not been mentioned yet. Dame Judy Dench. J oh, Dame Judy Dench. All right. So, she has a reputation as a great actress. What peril could take that away from her? What is the what is a great actress's greatest fear? It should be some sort of Hall of Mirrors type thing. Except all of the mirrors are crazy. They're laughing at her. Right? Yeah. Telling her she's no good. That's kind of cruel. I don't know if I, it seems a little bit out there, but. I, I feel like that's in, a, in something I've seen before. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Oh, David Duchovny. Oh, wait. I, I thought it would go in for Matt Damon, though. Oh, what is it? That wherever he goes, he can't escape Ben Affleck. <laughs> Who's not a party member is, in fact, like something undetermined that we don't know what it is. He has to discover the true nature of Ben Affleck before he can yes. be freed of it. Him. Is Ben Affleck a ghost? Or like a golem. A, see, a demon. A golem's pretty good. Yeah, but it, like whatever it is, it wears the face of Ben Affleck. David Duchovny, do we have time? We could talk about this next week. I don't have a good one for him. It'd have to be really good. Let's save it for next week. Let's play some music. I think that was a pretty good way to wrap up the show. So start working on your petition slash invitation to Mr. Hodgman about this. Think about things that you would contribute to this proposal. And then call next week as opposed to not calling. Because I am literally going to do this voice on the show until someone calls in. Oh, that's going to be terrible. He's going to go hoarse and it will be awful. It may be that I do this show only in this voice for forever. Oh, guys, I hate this. I hate this possibility. And it will be all of your faults. And not my fault at all. When I take him to the hospital because he's like bleeding from his mouth. I will blame you. Listener. Jacques, listener. And with that, this has been Low Level Rage. Enjoy the tunes. Bye, guys. Wait, do you want to forward announce them? Oh, yeah, I should. Uh, in tribute to this voice I'm doing, I'll be playing the band Killdozer's version of American Pie. The classic Don McLean song. That is that is a good choice. Which actually was already in the playlist before the show started. 
Spooky. Right. Enjoy.